0: In the day seventy-five, of shaped by the word, season two, the drama of Scripture, and we find ourselves in the middle of the Exodus. As the people have prepared the lamb, they've spread the blood over their doorpost, and on the side of their doorpost, they've experienced the wailing in Egypt and in the deep peace, uh, you know, that came over the nation of Israel and the favor, you know, of the people, uh, you know, toward them as they lead the land of Egypt. And so we find them in a moment where Pharaoh once again changes his mind and goes after this only thing maybe left in Egypt, the, the herds have been squandered, the crops have been squandered, they've been reduced to absolutely nothing. And he asks himself, why would I let just another asset flow out of my hands? And so he pursues them, and God shows himself to be especially strong in all of the other plagues he's just kind of been toying with Egypt here he finally defeats the greatest army in, in the world as israel just stands by and there is a lot of beauty in this as it relates to the gospel and how we uh, are dependent on the lord's salvation
1: mm-hmm.
0: so exodus chapter 14 uh, before we uh, start as always we we pause realizing that god has always has something for us in his word isaiah said his word never returns to him empty without accomplishing his purposes and of course his purposes are to build us up and to bring us to maturity in christ a reflection of who he is uh, within the community of the church and of course beyond the walls of the church as we extend his his glory through the face of the earth so david do you mind lifting us up in prayer as we, we start No, let's pray
2: <clears throat> father we thank you for your word and we thank you for the beautiful story we were seeing unfold throughout the book of exodus of you graciously rescuing your people with your mighty hand and we can't help but marvel at that and worship you for who you are and how you have rescued your people and how we see even more the rescue you've given us in christ jesus and so thank you so much for your word how it points us to jesus how it points us to your heart and reveals who you are and so just as you are revealing yourself to your people here, um may we learn more and more of, of who you are, and in that may we trust you and obey you and, and live out um here and now what it means to be your people. And we pray this all in the name of Jesus, amen.
0: Exodus chapter fourteen. And then the Lord said to Moses, Tells tell the Israelites to turn back and camp at Pi between migdol and the sea that are encamped by the sea directly opposite of Bael Zephon, pharaoh will think the israelites are wandering around in land and confusion hemmed in by the desert i will harden pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them will again glory for myself through pharaoh and all of his army and the egyptians will know that i am the lord so the israelites did this the king of egypt was told the people had fled pharaoh and his officials changed their mind about them and said What have we done? We've let the Israelites go and have lost their services. So he and his chariots made ready and took his army with him. He took 600 of the best chariots along with all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. The Egyptians, all of Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped near by heroth Uh, opposite of Zephon. as pharaoh approached the israelites looked up and there were the egyptians marching after them they were terrified and cried out to the lord they said to moses was it because there were no graves in egypt that you brought us to the desert to die what have you done to us by bringing us out of egypt didn't we say to you in egypt leave us alone let us serve the egyptians be better off would have been better for us to have served the egyptians than to die in the desert moses answered the people do not be afraid Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you'll never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. And then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the waters so that the Israelites can go through the sea and dry down. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go after them, and I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all of his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. The angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of the cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to one side and light to the other side, so that neither uh, neither went near the other all night long. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. The Egyptians pursued them, and all of Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from a pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion." He jammed the wheels of their chariots, so they had difficulty driving. The Egyptians said, Let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and their horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at daybreak, the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen, the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea. Not one of them survived. But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground, with a wall of water on their right and on their left. The day of the Lord saved Israel from the hands of Egypt, and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. And when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord, and they put their trust in Him and in Moses, his servant. And then, of course, chapter 15, we have wonderful celebration and song, which we will save for next Monday. So as we always say on Friday, don't read ahead.
1: <laughs>
0: you have an incredible moment. Um, you have God leading uh, the people of Israel into the perfect military trap. <laughs> They're bound by the desert on one side, and the sea on the other side, and Pharaoh recognizes this and he has of course not only his 600 best chariots but it says all the other chariots in it as well so there are 600 that are you know, exceptional mm-hmm. in their ability then you see you know uh, uh, the troops of Egypt mar- Egypt marching you know toward them mm-hmm. on all sides of it, and it was an ominous sight in you know, for Israel so mm-hmm. Israel cries out to Moses and Moses says, All you need to do, and what a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. gonna see the hand of the Lord, and all you need to do is be still. Mm-hmm. Just for a moment, be still. And then the Lord cries out to and then Moses cries out to the Lord. and the Lord says, Why are you crying Why out you to, me? to <laughs> me? It's time for you to do something. And not simply cry out. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting, interesting passage all the way
3: through. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting too, you know, in chapter thirteen, you get that note that the Lord actually led him out in this direction, away from, you know, the land of the Philistines, which would have been shorter. But they would have faced war there, mm-hmm. and so you know, out of his care for his people, he leads them, saying, "You know, i to lead about this way because if they face war, they'll want to return to Egypt." And here they are, not even at war yet. You know, just the, the very inclination that that war is about to ensue or Egypt's coming. And what do they do? They begin to grumble. It would have been better for us to just stay in Egypt. What are you doing? What do you bring us out here again? Questioning the provision of God and you know Moses' leadership, but. Um, again, we're seeing that refrain throughout where the Lord is purposeful in what he's doing, and he's He's brought them out, and he will now gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and his army, and, and all the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So now, it's not just Pharaoh will know that I'm the Lord, such as Israel will know, but the Egyptians as well. It's it's continuing to spread.
0: And, and of course, uh, as you see him moving into the Promised Land when you come to the book of Joshua, which will be later on in the year you'll hear you know you will hear them recalling this moment we remember what the lord did to you know to the egyptians so his fame and his glory is spreading over the face of the entire earth and of course you know the wilderness is a place you know obviously where no one wants to go it's an inhabited land but it is a place where god further shows israel his provision and further uh, gives them time and space to build a tabernacle and to learn about his presence and learn how to come into his presence and learn how to worship him so mm-hmm. uh, again his routes are usually not our routes his directions right. are, are not our our directions but he knows exactly what he's doing uh, leading the people into you know, the sea at their back in the desert you know to the you know to their side and also leading them into a wilderness to be formed as his people
1: Makes me think of just the the heart of the Israelites on one side of the sea, and then their heart on the other side of the sea is a heart of worship. So we have, grumb- of course, the grumbling comes back, but gr- a heart of grumbling and questioning, and then because of his salvation on the other side of the sea, they're they're in worship of him because they've seen him once again show how powerful he is and how and his faithfulness to them not just his power but his faithfulness and in, in continuing to keep um, his promise and covenant to them
0: is it because there are no graves <laughs> <Yeah>. in egypt <laughs> you that you brought us, snarky you brought us out here it's a good line uh, yeah. obviously there's a few people you know who are speaking you know for israel that uh Really have quite a turn of phrase uh-huh. among themselves, as, as they as they do that. Yeah. Uh, but you have to love, um, you know, the little phrase "peace still,"
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know, be at rest. <laughs> and obviously, this is this is not a time you know many people would have been <laughs> able to rest. Uh, when you come up next to the sea and a lot of them are thinking we we can't swim and you're looking at the egyptians we we can't fight and you're looking at the desert all we have is you know a little bit of dough and some lamb mm-hmm. you know what are, you know what do we do
2: here and i love though, you know i don't know maybe we read these stories and we don't want to identify with israel but i mean israel is so often us right we they've seen all these plagues come through Egypt. They've seen how God's preserved them through that. They've just seen how their firstborn has been preserved. They get all this favor from the people of Egypt. Here's our silver. Here's our gold. Like obviously God's there and they encounter this one little, maybe not little, but this this speed bump or whatever you want to call it. And they just lose all faith in him. And and then obviously God is the faithful one. He's, he's made these covenants that we've read already, right? That he's going to be the faithful one in light of their unfaithfulness and, and proves that in such a, terrific way and does it so that he gets the glory right which is kind of the point um not that yeah. we be glorified because of our great faith or our great trust but that when we lack faith and lack trust he's still at work he's still faithful and it's for his glory that you can only look back and say "That wasn't because of me you know that that's because of him and so i love how we see that with israel but also in our lives today yeah
0: no i uh a lot of times we read and you know we, we look from a distance you know of a couple thousand years and said you know if I had been there I would have never done that. Yes, you would have. You, you would have. I'd be the Moses. Yeah. You have to recognize that in, in these moments, their tendencies are our tendencies, and uh, it's not you know the faithfulness of a, a few people or even the faithfulness of Moses, but it is the faithfulness you know of God. You know over his people, so we you know we read about the you know Israelites gathered against the Philistines and think uh, I would have never you know, mm-hmm. let a giant intimidate me like that you, you would have yeah. it would have uh, we we tend to read uh with a lot of judgment you know over the nation of Israel not realizing our own tendencies to not mm-hmm. trust and to not rest and to in this particular instance not be still mm-hmm. and of course, you have to hear the Echo the psalmist later, it says, You know, be still and know that I am the Lord, mm-hmm. even though the mountains tumble and fall into the sea. Mm-hmm. Be still.
1: Well, I can't help but think about, um, you know, what we read in Joseph's story that um, Egypt was a place where surrounding nations would come to receive food to survive. Egypt was the source of life for many nations at that point because of the work of God in the hand of god um and then now i mean we, egypt thought that they were at their lowest when they lost every firstborn in their household but not only that they have just lost all of these warriors all of these men who would defend egypt against neighboring anything any any attack so they've lost on top of the firstborn all these other people the men of their of their country <laughs> and um so I, they are experiencing the lowest of the lows um, because of the hand of god so you see this contrast of um of plenty and then of course the the most loss that they've ever faced or ever will face again because of the hand of the lord
0: and and of course you have uh, a people who you know probably the closest thing to a weapon they had were you know, shovels and trials that they had used to make brick and to build the cities of Egypt, uh, you know, with them. And, of course, you have these elite troops, and then you have the massive troops, and you have everything, you know, coming against them. And and there really is, you know, a lot of difference between people who are trained in war and people who are not, Mm -hmm. you know, trained in war and efficiency, you know, that the land of Egypt would have had as it constantly protected its borders and was constantly at war with a much more powerful people than this little slave people that are being rescued and so you see all of the uh all of the trappings of a major military victory from the plundering of egypt you know to the defeat of every last you know member of you know this egyptian army this powerful egyptian army and you see it all as the lord fighting for us uh, rather than you know, and and that's our salvation. That's a major victory over major powers mm-hmm. in which we simply are still and we rest in Him and receive the benefits of... And Paul even uses the phrase, the plunder, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that he has of powers and the principalities that were mounted against us.
2: Now, even the the egyptian army you know even recognizes this for an instant right you know, oh the lord's fighting for them you know yeah. against mm-hmm. egypt which is against us
0: and of course he at- yeah. god attacks them at a point of pride these 600 elite chariots are not working yeah. and, and god frustrates their plans yeah.
2: when
3: you love to the verse 31 the end of the chapter but and when the israelites saw the mighty hand of the lord displayed against the egyptians the people feared the lord and put their trust in him and in his Moses and in Moses his servant. Wow. Yeah, you know, they're still having to learn what it looks like to be God's people and to serve him and yeah you know, I think sometimes it's easy to like you were saying it's easier to look at Israel and say oh we wouldn't be anything like them, you know. They're an ungrateful people. But they're I mean they lived 400 years in exile to some degree, you know, in well, in Egypt and, and there's another no who I can't remember who said it. It's that everyone's heard it, but it, you know, it was easy for for God to get Israel out of Egypt. It'll be hard to get Egypt out of Israel. <laughs> no. You know, and and that's what we're we're starting to see is um God has brought his people out of the land of Egypt. Now he's got to form them into his people.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, thank you for another week of being shaped by your word and community with your people. Uh, we look forward to worshiping Uh, as a people on Sunday, to hearing your voice and being in your presence and encouraging each other with the gifts that you have given us so that uh, your glory may be seen in us as it was in Pharaoh, as it was in Egypt, as it was for the Israelites. May we see and may we know that you are God. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen.